after the idea kind of just sparked that we could do something very similar just with basketball courts, volleyball courts, and of course, the newest sport out there, pickleball. Welcome to BizCast Greater Lacrosse, a weekly podcast from Biz News. We bring you news from the business community. I am your host and founder, Vicki Markison, and I have Jen and Jason Slusser. They are the owners of Features and the brand new Features Fieldhouse. So that opened, is it spring? May. Yeah. This year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. a few months old. Right. I was in there on Wednesday. It is beautiful. Thank you. But before we get into that, I will, I want to start just with background, right? So you own features right? and that was going fantastic. And what led to building a field house? No, it was, it was a, an idea that was started meeting some guys who obviously weren't from the area when they walked in in the middle of February wearing flip-flops and a t-shirt <laughs> and they owned the Woodside baseball fields and they were curious about building a bowling center on site there just to keep people on their property spending money. And after them walking away, the idea just sparked that we could do something very similar just with basketball courts, volleyball courts, and of course, the newest sport out there, pickleball. We've got uh, two high school basketball courts, four youth basketball courts, and four pickleball courts. So that's how the whole idea started, and that's what brought us to where we are today. Oh. This would have been February, probably 2021. That's an interesting time to be talking about that, too, right? Yeah. Pandemic was right. still happening. Yeah. But it's funny how another business can walk in and send your business in a totally different direction, right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, so those baseball fields, if you're not familiar in Boston, they're phenomenal. They're a great place to host tournaments. And I think they even have some, I think there's a Western theme to that whole campus and they have little stores and shops and yeah Mm -hmm. oh that's right and a hotel Mm -hmm. yeah so that's the spark that got the field house going of oh yeah we could be more but this was something like Jen you had been thinking about this earlier right because you have children that travel for sports and so how did that spark get started I think I've always just said just been involved highly with the volleyball community with coaching and things like that and coaching our daughter as she grew and she actually had a back surgery right during COVID and really was forcing me to get her in the gym and get her back ready to play volleyball and wanted, we were searching and searching and couldn't get in the schools at that time. Mm. And so it was just one of those things where I just kept saying, maybe this is something we should do. People are always looking for gym space. It definitely like you have practices, you have all of those things. Where do the families go to? We drive around and go to grocery shopping or do we just meet and have a burger and a beer while we're waiting for our families to get done with practice? So I think I started pushing it prior to that. And then when the guys from Austin walked in, it kind of let Jason have that bigger idea, I think, than <laughs> just my idea. And it took a couple years to seed and then finally kick off. And so what did that process look like? Is that easy to walk into a, I assume, a bank and say, hey, we want to build a field house? No, that, that's an actually a very good question because it, I didn't know. Um, at all. So I did. I reached out to a bank and I actually had my business plan ready for him. And he's, well, we're not quite there yet. Ah. Yeah, there's some stuff we need to figure out before we even get to that point. So once we got through all of that, then it was an issue of materials. We were initially supposed to be open right after Christmas of 2022, but the steel didn't even arrive until 
November 1st, I believe it was. The process was a long process of sitting, waiting. We even started questioning, should we wait until the steel prices go down? Mm. And after discussing all of those factors with everyone involved, it's no, if you're going to do it, do it because there's no guarantee prices are even going to be as high as they were if they were going to be even higher if we waited. So that was the process from the beginning to where we are today. Yeah, so you started with a couple month delay. Everybody now knows what supply chain means because there Absolutely. were those shortages. Absolutely. And probably looking back, you're probably thinking, wow, we're glad we didn't wait because now you have the interest rate issue. So, right. yeah, so you basically broke ground in November and it was completed in May. We broke ground. We had to do some excavating. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a house that we purchased that we had to tear down, and that's where our parking is now. So there was things that we could have done or we did do to stay ahead of the game. Mm-hmm. So when materials did arrive, it was just a matter of putting the structure up and getting going. How was the village of West Salem? Were they going, hey, this is a great idea? I think once once we start getting tournaments in town, and once we start bringing people in, all the other businesses in town, that was part of the intent. Is In fact, one of the things that we're really pushing for is keeping things local in West Salem, pushing people between games. Obviously, not everyone is going to want to go to Features, go to Hunters, go to Chromies, go to these other bars, bars, restaurants that West Salem has to offer because there's some really great places that people might not never have heard of if they hadn't come to one of our tournaments. Not that we're not wishing the best for these larger restaurants or chain restaurants, but really pushing them towards locally owned businesses. And businesses are smart. They're going to say, hey, look at all the people that are three blocks down the road and here's a coupon to, for 10% off of Linda's, right? right? And right. they'll want to drive those individuals to their businesses. So you had a business plan, which kudos to you. I know that's needed to get a loan anyway, but I'm guessing that caused you to say, this is who we're expecting to walk in the door and essentially have a plan for who's your target market. So who is your target market? I think that's a big one. Our target market is pretty much anybody. I think that's the way we went in with our business plan was we're more than a sports center. So yes, our focus is sports. Yes, we want to bring tournaments and people from outside of the area and gain that knowledge of this area. We do have a lot of high-end athletes that don't have to necessarily travel to play at a higher level. So right there, that's a key target audience. Audience is all of those clubs and organizations across the state and in Minnesota and Illinois, but then locally here. We want to bring in some music. We are having an art fair, craft fair, anybody and everyone. Locally, we ran leagues this summer. We'll run leagues all winter during the week, as well as maybe developing some of our own club and basketball, volleyball clubs, as well as the Pickleball Association, which I never even knew existed in lacrosse before <laughs> we opened this. So I've met a lot of great people that way. Yeah. So that gets you some of the weekday traffic, if mm-hmm. you will. And we were talking before I hit record that lacrosse is obviously a destination for tourists. They love coming here. But like you said, the sports opportunities, we end up going out of town. And how do you see being able to attract those tournaments and becoming a destination, if you will, on its own. Sure. I've spent a lot of time connecting, a lot of time putting our name out there, introducing myself to pretty much anybody and 
everybody, every club and organization across the state. We, I have met a gentleman that runs the Central Badger League, which is usually over in like the Fond du Lac, Milwaukee area. He was super interested in coming this way, bringing his league over here. So he's going to do that for a couple tournaments. Joining some of the associations like the AAU program, the Badger region, the JVA for volleyball, just becoming part of that. Also having, we have a lot of clubs and organizations that are talking that want to use our facility as a home base. So I think once you have a higher end home base club and organization that you can say, we're sending one your way, we're running our own tournament here now. So, you know, as you show that you can compete and you have these higher end athletes coming to your associations, the payback is mutual. So hopefully that will drive it to happen. Yeah. And I know from sitting on the tourism board that there, that is part of their job is attracting sports. So now Mm -hmm. you've just added another feature but on bump right <laughs> to attract people to our area and so they can be helping and guiding with that as well which is fantastic so you open this and i'm guessing that you didn't know what semi-pro team was going to approach you or did you know did you have that conversation with the showtime we actually had a conversation prior to us opening when we made the announcement that this was something that we were going forward with i was approached by the general manager and we there were discussions but i actually figured is it just wasn't going to come to fruition for a few different reasons logistically speaking court size and stuff like that locker rooms but then as we got closer to finishing being approached by him we were able to work some stuff out and Mm -hmm. i think it's going to be a great fit for both of us and going back to what sets us apart from any other facility like this it's we've got a mezzanine that that you saw as well mm-hmm. where it's not that we're promoting the drinking aspect but we call it the adult locker room mm. and it's a place for parents to go upstairs they can watch their student or they can watch their child play basketball and there's enough seating up there for about 80 people with tvs all over the place and we have one tv that's dedicated just to the courts so you can continue to watch the games as you're sitting there enjoying whether it be an adult beverage or just a place to get away to do some work on the weekend whatever so i think that's what's different about our facility compared to other facilities yeah so when you walk in you kind of do a about face if if you will go up the stairs there's a nice like you said mezzanine tables i'm sure you're going to be serving food up there or then throughout have concessions and when you already have a lineup of the type of events that you had you mentioned pickleball but do you want to run through some of the things that you have sure yeah right now we just finished our summer sessions of league so we did a great we had a great middle school turnout for volleyball and high school we did we are doing a pickleball league right now a ladder league which has turned out to be super fun. A lot of new people that hadn't played pickleball before. We had basketball, adult basketball, adult volleyball, and all of that will be starting fall sessions. So right now we're looking for signing up of fall session adult co-ed, sixes, women's volleyball, and men's volleyball, as well as men's basketball and women's basketball. And then two pickleball leagues will start in September as well. So we have a doubles league and a ladder league that we're looking for people. Wow. Now all you need is like a pickup noon game or something for adults. Or <laughs> I, I thought that maybe we'll try that in the winter once yeah, everybody is right. done playing outside. We do plan on putting on events, whether it be quarterly, maybe just twice a year in similar size to Features Fest. It brings a whole different dynamic with the floor being your number one source of income. You need to make sure that's safe. So we mm-hmm. do have a floor cover for that. But I think 
the few times that you're going to have a concert, it, it's not going to compete with Features Fest, I don't think. Great. So my common closer is, what makes you passionate about what you do? You can both answer. Mm. Well, I've been doing this for 30 years, so my passion gets <laughs> thinner and thinner. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, my, really my passion is it's to see new faces come in and to see the excitement on, on their face. Like our, the, our very first tournament, when we first opened up, it was I was working the concession stand with a couple of my kids. And to see people walk in the door for the very first time and then look around and then walk upstairs and come back down and go... There's a bar upstairs to see the excitement on like how this is something that is so different from anything anyone's experienced. And it's right here in West Salem. Mm-hmm. So that fires me up. That still gives me that. OK, we can do some really cool things here and to watch. And again, just being excited to see some kids come in and give them these great opportunities that maybe they never would have had before. So that's what drives me right now. I think I'm probably a little different. I resigned from education after 22 years to run the field house. So I think mine right now is just the total difference of thinking, the creativity, the drive to make sure this works, the complete excitement of doing something new, but doing it together. I think it's really benefited our family. Our family has worked it. We've always worked features, I guess, but really pushing the kids to understand this is a lot of work. We are starting from scratch. It's not features that's been there and been established. So I think it's just that drive of really reaching out. And when we hook another tournament, I'm like, sweet, okay, we're moving forward. So I think it's that. It's just pushing and making sure that this is going to be successful. Yeah, it has to be very, like you said, very mentally stimulating because you're not running an extension of features. This is a whole different business model. Like success is driven on totally different metrics. Yeah. Thank you for taking that leap. I always respect businesses because it is a risk, right? Like you take, you launch and you hope it's going to be successful. You know what it takes to be successful. And then you just have to hope that the public takes it and runs with it and and makes it a smashing success. So thank you for joining me. That is Jen and Jason Slusser with the Features Fieldhouse and, of course, Features, which they have owned since 2007. You've been listening to BizCast Greater Lacrosse. I am your host, Vicki Markison. We will catch you next week.